for the Alliance. For the Horde! Slay them all! Your mum's a bearded ogre and your father's a trog! Welcome back to Casually Casual Cast. I am your host, Harena Swift. This is the Warcraft Podcast for those who are hardcore about not being hardcore. In each episode, I cover Warcraft retail and WoW Classic news in and out of Azeroth. I cruise the forums, share community feedback, and I also share some adventures in Azeroth, and I finish by taking a trip through trade chat, seeing what events are coming up, what's going on, spotlighting some awesome Warcraft content. That is what I do. Today's date is September 12th. 2022 and this is episode 11 yes 11 and did you know that you can have your thoughts opinions stories and adventures shared on the show too just tweet at the show at warcraft casual you can follow me on twitter at harena you can email the show at casual casualcast at gmail.com and you can find past episodes the show notes for casual casual cast and the rest of the podcast that i host at cozypodcastnetwork.com and if you go to casuallycasualcast.wordpress.com, there's even a voicemail option for you to have your actual voice shared on the show. You can advertise for your guild, your teams, anything. You can advertise whatever content you have. If you do a Warcraft streaming or Warcraft YouTube channel or Warcraft blog, feel free to advertise it and I will play it. Just keep it clean, safe for work. That's all I ask. So you can find that at my Twitter, which is Warcraft Casual. I do tweet out the link from there. And then also there's a button at my Casually Casual Cast, or it's a Casually Casual Cast on WordPress.com. Or you can just go to CozyPodcastNetwork.com and find all of the shows and where you just click on it and then head right there. And if I sound a little more like a gnome today, it's because I have a cold. And I had to wait until I could actually talk without coughing. So I'll I'll stick with uh, recording with slightly stuffy nose over what I was a couple days ago. <laughs> so let's dive into some Warcraft retail news. All right, our Warcraft retail news is as follows. September 9th, 2022, some hotfix were hotfixes were posted. They fixed an issue where the Dark Ranger customization options for Blood Elf, Night Elf, and Void Elf were missing. And on September 7th, 2022, they made some changes to the dungeons and raids for Faded Raids and Sepulchral... Sepulchre of the first ones. The jailer, they resolved an issue. I have a jailer climbing around on the bed behind me. She's trying to get cozy while I podcast. Her name is Ruby. Say hello. Hello, Ruby. So I, I, po- I podcast with my Warcraft pets. That's what I do. 
So, she's taking a nap behind me. Anyways, the jailer. They resolved an issue where the creation spark faded power could negatively affect the following ability durations. Arcane vulnerability, Azerite radiation, rune of domination, rune of compulsion, rune of damnation, torment, imprisonment, and, you know, death sentence. Delightful. And they also resolved an issue where Rune of Compulsion afflicted players negatively interact with movement speed increasing effects. And let's take a little look at what they added for Dragonflight news and development issue or development news. I'm not doing spoilers. Like if I do, the closer we get to Dragonflight, it will be titled Dragonflight stuff, you know, news, because I don't like all the stuff coming out on Wowhead and all these people who have like alphas and beta sharing every little nugget. I'm not one of those people that want to see it because I don't want to be a part of it. I don't. I don't want to rush it. I like I want to I want that excitement to open up my present on release day and not know barely anything about what's going on in it. You know, I'll read the closer we get, like the descriptions of the zones, whatever, like I did back for Shadowlands. That I will do and it will be labeled that. Other than that, this is as closest to a spoiler I'll get. And all it is is just telling you that they've added a pretty awesome um, UI that they're working on. And that's really not spoiler to me. I feel like that's something that entices me. That makes me go, thank you. Because playing Final Fantasy as well as Warcraft, Final Fantasy has a kick butt UI system. It's totally customizable. You can move boxes around. The stuff that we have to use add-ons for in Warcraft is already built into the game for the most part in Final Fantasy XIV. So when I read that they are going to be... Um, the Dragonflight beta test uh, began a couple days ago. I believe it was the 8th of September. So make sure you actually are... are opted into that. If that is something you want to be a part of, opt into it. You would literally have to go and go to dragonflight.blizzard.com and then there's a beta um, opt-in button. You got to click it and make sure that your lot, your, your battle net is attached to that opt-in. They're not just going to go read your mind and go, oh, Rogue 9172 once in the beta, let's send it to them. They're not going to do that. You have to go to initiate it first. So, and then, like I said, they are doing a UI revamp with the Dragonflight update. They're making sweeping changes to World of Warcraft's HUD and UI from the ground up. They say their aim is to provide a clutter-free layout and allow players to customize their HUD to better fit their individual needs. So you can read more about these changes in the show notes, and they posted them at worldofwarcraft.com as well. All right, and here's some news that if you, if you did not know this, it was all over Twitter. And if you're not a Twitterer, then you may not have known. But you right now can get a new mount in retail if you play a Death Knight right now in the Wrath of the Lich King Classic pre-patch 
So wrap your head around that, right? <laughs> when I read that, I was like, wait a minute. If I go and play in the Warcraft Lich King pre-patch, the classic, and I level a Death Knight, I will get a mount, not to ride in classic, but to ride in retail? Oh, all right. Now for me, that wasn't anything big. I'm already playing WoW Classic. I'm already playing retail. Does it really matter? No. But what for the players that don't want to step a foot in Wrath of the Lich King Classic? Why are you freaking going to dangle that carrot in front of their nose? There's so much that really irritated me about this. I'm not going to lie. This is not a um, fluff up Blizzard Warcraft podcast. I will, if I feel inclined <laughs> to voice my annoyance on something, I'm going to do it because that's just how I'm wired. But, so I'm going to tell you the news chunk, and then I'm going to, you know, let it sink in for a little bit. So as I read it to you, I want to hear your feedback, if you, if you have any, okay? So the pre-patch for Wrath of the Lich King Classic is now live. And with it, players can play as the Death Knight hero class before making their way into the frozen lands of Northrend to confront the Lich King. Players who play through the complete... Death Knight starting experience and Wrath of Lich King Classic will earn the Frost Brood Proto Worm to carry them through their adventures in Shadowlands and beyond into the upcoming Dragonflight expansion. Then they go on to say few proto dragons were considered part of the Frost Brood, only those that were risen from powerful remains the members of long-forgotten draconic flights. And then in small little asterisks, in the small print, requires completion of the quest where kings walk on alliance characters or war chiefs of blessings on horde characters. And then, double asterisks, <laughs> mount not available in Warcraft classic titles. <laughs> and I was like, what? This is like wiping before you poop. Like, what? <laughs> so hear me out. Right now, WoW Classic servers are a dumpster fire. There are mega queues on a lot of servers. Now, if I were to play Devil's Advocate, which I have tried to do in my older age, I like to look at both sides. And I see the fact that, you know, not all of the servers are dumpster fire queues, but a lot of the ones for a lot of the reasons, like the PvP servers, there's one freaking RP PvP server. I already alluded to that in the last episode. I don't understand that. And then I even saw other players tweeting the same things at that Mike Yabara, the CEO president of Blizzard. They were like, um, you know, it would be nice if you, if you look at the kind of servers and then like maybe make one extra one. Let's try, you know, let's at least try. Well, you know, what, what, <laughs> if you already have a hot mess dumpster fire of servers and people are already in some ungodly queues, I've seen some outrageous numbers. Why are you now giving another reason to have another group of players flood the servers, right? So not only are you like 
kind of maybe manipulating players to come from retail and having them go, hey, come over here. I got a lost puppy. I got some candy in my van. Can you come over and um, level through this this Death Knight area? Because if you do, you're going to get a mount that you can ride in retail. Come on over. It's amazing over here. And then they get over there and they're like, what the? I can't even log in. There's only like a handful of servers that don't have a weight, you know? So from the, from the outside looking in, you're like, why would you invite people over to come over to eat? You wouldn't invite 50 people over for dinner when you had food for 10. So why are you inviting all, all these players, enticing them with a really awesome mount that I bet that I guess you can also either purchase on the store. So it was either go and get it for free, suffer through the, dark, the Death of Night starting zone and get it. But then for those classic players, they're like, yeah, but if you're already here and you get it, you can't ride it here. You can only ride it over there. And we're like, what? Why? Why would you do this? Why would you? Why would you only make a mount that we got? We go. What? Yeah. What doesn't make sense? It's like ordering your meal from one restaurant and then eating it in the other restaurant. <laughs> Do I go to Burger King and order my meal and then have it delivered at McDonald's? No, I don't. You know, it would just nothing made sense. I'm just like from an outsider looking in. I'm like what the hell do you guys got going on over there? Like, what? what is this? What is this? I don't know. So there that is. Outside of all of that and how much it does not make sense, let's look at the silver lining. The silver lining is you can get a store mount for free if you go to a open WoW Classic server. And there are some that are open right now. I don't know. I wouldn't wait too much longer. The, the patch is already rolled out. And then we have WoW Classic release on the 26th of this month. I don't know what the servers are going to look like at that point. I honestly don't. I would go and make a character on a server that you can get into now because they're even locking down servers. So the, the benefit is you got a free mount. You don't have to go to the store to get it. The downside is you got to go kill a bunch of citizens through the starting zone that scream at you, no, please, I have kids. No, don't kill me. You got to do it like 20, 30 times. You got to hear them scream for their lives. That is, tor I, that is tormenting for me, okay? So I felt so dirty, man. I felt, I'll, I'll talk about that in Adventure Zone. <laughs> I felt like a dirty girl. I did not like it. <laughs> so. But okay, so I've, I've explained and ranted and lamented about what a dumpster fire of an idea this was. I love the fact that they want to give us free stuff because I don't feel like they do that enough. Well, like I guess that I come from a Yorzia too. I'm an also an Yorzian citizen and we get freaking free stuff all the damn time in that game. If I play over here in World of Warcraft, they got, they're like making us jump through hoops. Hey, if you go play Hearthstone, you get to have this pet over there on Heroes and you get to, if you get the skin on Heroes and then you get this card over on Hearthstone and then you're like, no, can I get the freaking thing for the game that I play? I don't, I don't want things in these other games. All right. You know what I mean? Whew. All right. Apparently, I've had feelings about that I was not aware of. Let's move into some WoW Classic news. <laughs> All right. Here's your WoW Classic news. Have you wondered if the plague zombies seem to have 
arrived early, then you're not wrong. You're not seeing things. It happened. Nearly a week sooner than anticipated, the Scourge Invasion event has arrived in World of Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King Classic. And that means that the Wrath of Lich King Classic pre-patch event started earlier than expected because much to the amazement of both us, the Warcraft players, and also the programmers, even though it was supposed to start on September 13th, they arrived a week early and nobody knew. In a blue post, community manager Kavix said, This was a surprise to us, but all, but all in all, a welcome one. We previously believed that the Scourge invasion would start 168 hours after the zombie plague. That's why we used the dates we used in our posts about these events. 441, nonetheless... A trigger for this next set of conditions fired off at 72 hours, <laughs> which was earlier today for all the realms in the region. <laughs> Could you imagine? I could. With one exception, Iranicus, because Iranicus was just open new a couple days ago, and we wanted players to move to the realm and get started without too much interference, so they actually kept the zombie plague off from that new server. <laughs> We're planning to skip the zombie plague altogether and initialize the Scourge invasion on Iranicus soon. So perhaps as soon as this evening. And they said, overall, we like getting the Scourge invasion started as soon as possible since all of its challenges and unique encounters will go away when Northrend opens at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on September 26th. And that is um, on September 27th for those in Sydney, by the way. And also they say to say hi to Prince Tenris Merkblood for him. So how hilarious is that? I mean, it's just honestly so fitting that the zombies arrived 72 hours in, in advance. <laughs> And I thought, like, when people are like, I gotta get in and see this zombie stuff, I was like, I didn't think it was supposed to start yet. What? Are you sure? I came in and lo and behold, they were running around like mad, you know, eating people and turning them into things. <laughs> zombies. It was amazing. So I, this tickles me. I think it's hilarious. So in the weeks leading up to the release of Wrath of the Lich King expansion, the servers now are what I was already talking about in um, the previous news section are a hot mess right now, brimming with players. So it's like bittersweet, you know, you want players, but you still want to be able to log in and play. So as players complain, rightfully so, about the US and EU servers, Blizzard is said to be working to shorten the hour long hours long wait times before the most important expansion from the original World of Warcraft launches and WoW Classic, and we all know what that one is, the Wrath of Lich King Classic, the most crowded servers referred to informally as mega servers will no longer allow players to even create new characters or move current ones there until the populations decline. And producer of the game, Agron, stated in a blog post that I have listed in the show notes, we've been reluctant to to do this since we genuinely loathe 
limiting player movement and perhaps shattering social circles, but that ethos is no longer compatible with the reality we find ourselves in. Additionally, Blizzard has given away free character transfers to servers that haven't yet reached capacity, although Agrend that is the original poster of the reply that I will be touching on in a little bit, um, claim that Blizzard is examining various incentives to keep players evenly distributed, and he explained in a series of forum postings why it's the least disruptive solution to the issue. And then even Mike Yabara, Yabara, at Quick on Twitter, which is the president of Blizzard Entertainment, said, Thanks for all the feedback on World of Warcraft Classic servers. We understand the frustration of sitting in a long queue to play. The team continues to monitor. We are humbled by the excitement of players. I just choose my accents at random if they are <laughs> So then, I'm just putting links here because this is a huge discussion on Twitter. It's a discussion. In the forums, it's a discussion. On Reddit, it's a discussion. In the leadership of um, Blizzard, it's a discussion. And even the WoW Community Council forums, it has been uh, a huge discussion. Post after post after post after post of WoW Community Council members expressing their deep concern of like, whoa, if it's this bad now, can you only imagine what's going to be like in a couple weeks? Something has to be done now or else this is a this is just going to not be okay this is not going to be doable it's just not why are you amping up for something that is just going to hit a freaking wall and we're trying to be like whoa 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 walls coming up guys a wall's coming up a wall do you see the wall the wall is approaching and they're like yeah you know yeah and it's just like eh. I don't know what's going to happen. Crossing my fingers, closing my eyes, and I'm hoping for the best. That's about it. But the WoW Classic Game Reducer um, replied on the Blizzard forums. And um, let me... Oh, that was the Agrand post. I'm going to click on it. Una momento. All right. So I'm not going to read it, the whole thing. But it's a WoW Classic Game Producer Agrand posted on the us.forums.blizzard.com in the WoW Community Council section, and the post is titled Classic, The Unacceptable State of Classic Servers. And then, just to kind of give you a feeling, uh, Grend, the WoW Classic game producer, started the reply out by saying, Hi all, first off, thank you for the comments. I understand this is an incredibly frustrating time if you happen to be playing in one of these heavily impacted realms. I sincerely and personally apologize for the situation on these mega realms. Please do know that this is the top issue on our minds right now, and we are actively working on solutions for the specific realms that are full right now. Reading the forums, Reddit threads, Twitter comments, etc., one thing that struck me is the sheer amount of misinformation or misunderstanding floating around. So I'm going to try and explain as best as I can what we are doing now, where we are going, the state of the nature of the problems, and to provide a factual look at the actual state of realms that aren't full right now. Please bear with me as this is going to be a very long post and which is why I'm not going to read the entire thing. But I'll just read the the hot points right here because they have them kind of in bold. Um, he broke it down into these sections. We have disabled new character creations and incoming paid transfers to the US and EU mega realms and they will remain locked indefinitely. 
And then they are offering free transfers. It says free transfers have been very successful so far, but we need more folks to actually move. So I think they're trying to level out the playing field by having some people who really don't need to stick around, maybe don't have any ties there, maybe want to have not have to wait in a queue just to get off and go. What I don't like about that is, is they're not letting you exactly pick where you go to. There's like an, there's like one option. So I feel like instead of being like, hey, if you're moving from this server, you have to go to that one. Like, gives people some choices. You know, <laughs> does it have to be the same kind of server? I don't think so. I feel like you should let people, if you're going to give them a free transfer, literally let them just transfer to any low pop server. Whether it's PvE or PvP, RP, just let them get off. Stop making it harder on people, you know? If you want them to move, entice them to move more and stop trying to tell them that they are forced to go to a certain server. That is annoying. So um, then they say, for a bit of specifics around these Destination Realms Health, let's take a look. Um, they, he, they actually go through and list a bunch of the servers to show you, like, where they were at back in 2008, like, originally. And they're, like, using the Sulfurus US um, server as an example. And they say, prior to last week, this realm had a low concurrency at around to half to a third the size of a 2008 realm. In the past week, this realm has seen almost 40,000 incoming transfers, with hundreds of more still occurring per hour. These incoming transfers have made this a very robust and, in fact, nearly full realm that is now right around four times the size of a 2008 realm. So it went from being only half to a third the size of a 2008 realm and then ending up now four times the size of a 2008 realm, which is I definitely can see like this is a problem when we have a lot of these big servers that are either following like fandom they're just because a lot of it is like you know like if um Asmongol is like hey let's go play on this server you know like all of his people who enjoy surrounding him are like yeah let's do this you know and then everybody who's already on the server is just like whoa what is going on now i can no longer log into my server you know you just have a, these a lot of like well-named people have a lot of pull and a lot of you know control in a way over the ebbs and flows of certain things and the fact um they go on to say the fact is however this isn't enough on its own to to um fix the situation you know with the transfers on realms such as Benediction and Feralina. Now that Sulfurus and Mograin are starting to trend upwards and towards filling up themselves, we need to look to other solutions and potential destinations. As a result, we've implemented a new FCM solution specifically targeted at Benediction, Feralina, and Grabulus in the U.S. For now, we haven't gotten around to the EU. And they said they haven't forgotten about EU yet either. You can read about the new FCM destination realm, which is Iranicus, the one that is void of the zombie plague. And then Esulfurus has proven free character moves can and do result in a positive play experience on the destination realm. We still have far more than enough players stuck in queue on these few mega realms that we could easily fill up another Sulfurus level realm of players would just take the next rounds of FCMs that they make 
available. So, you know, definitely think about that. It's like, I know it sucks to have to move, but what sucks? Not being able to play at all or being able to play and like building a new environment and finding a new adventure somewhere else. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a toss up. Uh, the mega rounds in US and EU are full also, and layers are not the solution, they added. And then they go on to say that they will start with the easiest and most clear cut statement that the mega rounds in US and EU that are queuing are completely full. This statement is the absolute state of things, and there is no additional capacity we can add to these realms to allow more players on them or even to reduce queues. One common suggestion we get is to just add more layers, and it's very important to understand that layers do not add in any way to capacity. Layers are a classic specific solution to alleviate congestion in the game world in densely populated areas. The way they work is that when a certain threshold of players congregate in a small area in the game, say in Black Rock Mountain, that the service will spin up another entire copy of the game world to try to load balance any new players that log in. This is to prevent a situation where large numbers of players congregating, casting spells, sending server messages and updates to one another causes severe degradation of the entire service and game world. This function is some contrast to the sharding system, sharding not sharding, system that modern World of Warcraft uses, which basically does the same thing, but spins up additional shards on a per zone or per area basis. All right, so neither of these systems, that's the sharding and the layering, can increase the realm capacity. And realm capacity is dictated by the total number of connections that the service itself can handle. And every time a player connects to a realm, that connection interacts with numerous services, systems, and add-ons for the total load on the persistent database that the entire game relies upon to fetch data related to players, spells, quests, creatures, auctions, etc. And they add that when that total number of connections to a realm's database and services reaches a certain number, the data, the service will degrade or fail on multiple levels, leading to symptoms like severe auction house lag or outages, chat performance degradation, lag when attempting to loot items. Never in WoW's history has the capacity of realms been as high as they are right now, and even with our modern capacity, we can still sometimes experience performance degradation when the realms are full and the database load is at its peak. So then, he went to put it to, to tie it up and he says, so put it as plainly as possible, we cannot increase capacity anymore without inviting additional and likely cascading failures to the service. At present, the best and only way to resolve this issue for the impacted realms is for people to leave the realm via transfers. There's no transfer solution to this. There is no hardware solution to this. The situation will not improve when Wrath of the Lich King Classic launches on September 26th. It will only get worse. What? I know this did not land well on a lot of people. They were like, are you kidding me right now? And I am in no position to be like, 
they're lying. They could totally make more capacity. I don't know. And I'm just going to take them as their word, at their word, and be like, they're telling the truth. They're just being as blunt and as truthful as possible and be like, listen, if you think it's bad now, it's only going to get worse. Get out while you still can. Like, that's what I heard. <laughs> All right. And we don't like to hear that. We don't like to hear that our destination and our place is so jacked right now that we are not allowed to get there and that we need to settle for second place or third place. A lot of us don't want to hear that. I'm not affected. I don't care where I go. I just don't. But that I'm not everyone. A lot of people are stuck and they have a mindset. And they're like, no, I'm going to be on this server. This is where everybody I want to go is on the server. This is what our plan was. And now what? Are you kidding me? So at least they're offering you a free way to get off for now. I don't know how long that will last. And then I'm going to tie it up just by tossing in their last point, a, glip, a glimpse at the other realms in relative terms. Um, they, they even acknowledge that the post is really long, but on the topic of viable realm options, they really wanted to take some time to dispel some outright falsehoods about the viability of realms that are not mega realms, and they'd like to paint a picture of how large some of these realms are relative to the original size back in 2008 realm and what, and what would be considered full back then. So then they literally put um, the U.S. servers a concurrency relative to full 28 realms. They break it all down for you, and it's a lengthy post. But if this is something that you're passionate about and you want to learn and you want to see if you've been getting some misinformation or you want to learn a little bit more, I do really appreciate that they took the time because this is a long, detailed post. And I think this is a really good way to come and communicate at the community to be like, listen, this is what's up. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to fluff you up. This is just what it is. It is what it is. And this is what we got to deal with. And then, you know, we don't know what the future holds. There's always, whenever there's a new anything, everybody piles on the servers. All the servers crash anyways. So I'm going to pick the deadest, stinkiest, jankiest server right now that nobody wants to play in. And I'm going to go play there. That's where I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I probably by the 26th will be buying uh, a boost of a hunter because that's all I ever play. <laughs> so if you don't like people that have boosted characters, suck it. I don't know what to tell you. I play hunters all the time. So to me, when you boost the same character class and you name it the same name, it's just like I teleported to another freaking realm. Okay, but there's people that get all bent out of shape when you boost and I'm like, I don't care. You don't pay my bills. You don't clean my toilet. You don't get a vote. All right. <laughs> so, so, um, then he closes in closing thoughts. Overall realm health and management has been the most challenging aspect of managing WoW Classic. When these mega realms started to emerge last year, we were concerned about their impact, but we were very hesitant to take heavy-handed action for fear of breaking up friend groups and restricting player freedom. At this point, however, we believe the time has come to end the concept of a mega realm. We hope that with your help and willingness to consider the current and future transfers we're going to offer, we can maintain a lively, vibrant community across all realms without the need for cues or increasingly heavy-handed actions. So there you go. If you want to know any more, head to the link in the show notes and let's move on.
So we have pack servers, we have players that can't log in. Well, guess what's next? <laughs> there was a whole group of suspended World of Warcraft Classic users that could still log in and play the game, but they were subject to severe restrictions that prevented them from fully engaging with other players or establishing groups. And these restrictions continued for many days. Battlegrounds players that experience the silencing are kicked out of them, which may lead to an unjustified defeat or forfeited games that actually would have otherwise taken place. Given the Activision Blizzard MMO's community nature, the silence is having significant effects when it's applied incorrectly to some accounts, like Stay Safe TVs. Stay Safe TVs, while also being utilized as a useful tool to address in-game toxicity, Activision Blizzard referring to the numerous World of Warcraft Classic players who inform the developers of a problem claims that the required actions are done based on a player's activities or data about their actions as specific steps are completed during the banning process. So similar to Stay Safe TV, popular Twitch streamer Asmund Gold also stated that there were ways for these people to be intentionally silenced via this technique, such as as if a live streamer instructs their audience to report certain character names. Data analysts are looking into a bug that actually caused the severe punishment connected with this reporting function, and Activision Blizzard has now verified that some accounts will be returned after analyzing the stats, and they actually made a blue post about it, and we will... This was posted by WoW developer Pazarax on the U.S. forums, and they said, I wanted to take a minute to comment on the recent action and clarify our policies a bit. We recently discovered a bug in our analytics data that called into question some of these suspensions and in those cases we will reverse the suspension some others were so erroneous <laughs> apparently i'm trying to read a word that it's nerd it, they were so erroneous that we're still confident in the lack of participation and those actions will remain in effect though some will have reduced penalty duration if it was a first-time offense. From what I understand, too, there's a lot of people that are getting booted for being AFK, quote AFK in a battleground, but not a lot of them were even legitimate. Like, they were just capping the flag. I think this all took place in Alterac Valley, I want to guess. Yeah, I think it was. So, um, they said on a larger point about how these suspensions are triggered, we have data analysts pouring over a variety of metrics that we collect to look for a lack of participation. There is no single metric that gives a clear picture. So we look at a variety of metrics to make sure we allow for a variety of valid play styles. AFK reports from other players are just one of these metrics. We certainly look at them and they can be a good clue for validating our other metrics. But we do not issue suspensions based solely on those reports. But when a lot of players report a player AFK in Alteric Valley, the only automatic behavior is the application 
creation of a debuff that prevents you from gaining honor until you engage in PvP combat, which can be seen in-game. So we do periodically review the metrics that we use for determining whether somebody is participating or not, and we're conducting one of those reviews right now as we look forward to new battlegrounds being introduced with Wrath of the Lich King Classic. Our review is not limited to the battlegrounds, but they provide a good opportunity to make sure we're looking at the right criteria. I don't want to list all the criteria we look at because doing so would help bad actors avoid detection, but it is absolutely more than AFK reports. I can't comment on, and it was like the original posters, this also took place on the WoW Warcraft Community Council forum because even a lot of the people who are on the work, there are a few of them that were on the actual Warcraft Community Council that had this happen to them. Just randomly, they claimed they were not AFK in Alterac Valley, they were holding down these areas and then all of a sudden they were banned. And they're like, what? I was just doing part of the mechanic to win the battleground and I got banned. So yeah, so apparently there's a bug that was jacking up a lot of people and making it so that they were pretty much like ghosted in the game um, once they were reported. So <laughs> that was craziness. So this has been your WoW Classic and your WoW Retail News. Let's dust off this news. Let's get it off out of our system and hop into cruising the forums. I'm bored. You want to go for a drive? Sure. You know where I'd like to go? Where? I'd like to go cruise some forums. Hmm. Sure. cruising the forums we are landing in the reddit forums for wow r forward slash wow and with this post by mcgeller 69 asking what makes you play retail wow over classic and or the other way around and they asked this question I feel like I'm missing something I started playing classic wow yesterday and I have around eight hours played by now Sadly, I just cannot bring myself to play any further, as I have lost interest because of the boring leveling and questing. I kind of enjoy the constant threat of being killed by a 2 and 3 standard mobs, but at the same time, it slows the gameplay down quite a bit. Two of my friends wanted me to play it since they both started around a week ago, so I bought a month of playtime and fired the game up. I have heard that the start can be very slow, but boy, I was not prepared for this kind of slow gameplay. The numerous fetch and kill quests got so boring real fast for me, and I know that this is kind of a chill game to play. It is is what a lot of players are into, but it's just too slow for me. Now I'm thinking about trying out retail, so I'm asking you guys, what makes you play retail over classic and classic over retail? And what makes it more enjoyable than the other? And what do you want in an MMO that one does better than the other? 
should I give classic another chance? So um, many people have a who replied and Midnight Fire Huntress said they're vastly different games at this point. I play classic for the leveling experience and I play retail for the end game experience. Inner Trick 5744 said classic is an adventure and a camping experience with no modern help. Test your fire starter skills, carve tools, chop logs, fish for fresh food in the lake, a lot of patience. Retail camper van was Saturday, Saturday TV, satellite TV. You got an oven, a barbecue set, processed meat from the market that before you arrived. You got radio, internet, AC, heaters, electricity, and phones. Now saying that, both are completely different games. You've been to Lock Modan and Classic years before many times doing it the old-fashioned way. You're older, you love the zone, but you only got a weekend to spend in it and not weeks on the ground exploring. Sometimes I want to fly around and look cool in my transmog, or I want to spend a day grinding my teeth on apes and Stranger Thorn Vale for their giblets. I am, yeah, I feel ya. I'm, I love both sides of the game. I, I definitely can buy into what Inner Trick is selling. Shortbow said, I wouldn't say the end game is Wrath of the Lich King Classic will be bad, but it was the best expansion, hangs down for a reason. So they uh halfling soron said i wish i could play classic for the leveling but it just doesn't click with me maybe i'm just being too slow about it my troll has been leveling in barons for like a month now i just got to level 20. silver cyclist said leveling in classic makes you feel like you're an adventurer in a massive world with real threats it's 100% preferable to speed run a continent, which to be fair is better than the leveling and retail used to be before chromie time. All of this plus it's all spreadsheet junkies there now. No one knew WTF was going on in 2008. Now they've optimized stuff for what amounts to heroic dungeon level raids. Threads of Fate 2021 says, Exactly. I loved Classic back in the day, but I don't have six hours a day to play it anymore. Plus the graphics. Once you get used to good graphics, it's so hard to go back to any Classic games. Long Duck Dong <laughs> said, I don't mind them selling us nostalgia. I remember the month of Classic release and I was all about it. Rushed a lock into the 40s, started to save for my epic mount, realized I had dumped nearly 20 to 30 hours a week into my character and then stopped. I love early version of the game, even Wrath is a little faster paced than Vanilla Classic, but I just realized I don't have the time anymore. I can log into retail and do something relatively meaningful in under 2-3 to three hours. Maybe not a ton, but any Mog Farming, Mythic Plus, Normal, Heroic, Raid, PvP, etc. can be stopped and started in under 3 hours, whereas on Classic, I can get a level and a half or fill a group, travel to the dungeon, have 20 minutes left to play after we complete? No thanks, it was fun until I realized the time commitment. Pinless89 says, I play retail because classic just feels like my progress is being wasted. Kind of like progressing in a beta. Depends on what you want out of it. I play it because it's really fun to play. I don't bother mount farming or anything, but the game offers way more than that. I mean, in terms of character power progression, then it doesn't feel any different because all the gear I get on retail becomes obsolete after one patch. 
Also, combat is better in retail and Mythic Plus. With Wrath coming out, it'll depend on what you play. Rep Paladins and Wrath, even now, just during the pre-patch, feel way better and more fun than retail Rep Pallies. Has felt as since Legion ended. DK feels 10 times better right now than it does on retail, and it feels even better when Wrath finally launches. While I like fast-paced combat of retail, playing my mage on Classic feels a lot better because I feel like an actual mage, using all three schools of magic to a large extent, whereas in retail I'm not a mage, I'm just my spec. Also, Living Bomb feels 10 times better on Classic than Retail, and we have Frostmire Mage and Frost of Fire Mage and Wrath. And Xpex said, your progress doesn't carry forward into Dragonflight. The only thing does is gold and completionist content. Classic is much better in that regard. I have a level 60 waiting for me if I ever decide to play again, which gives me a huge step forward compared to level 1 players. And then, this topic led me to, hmm, inspired me for a side quest. Uh, wh wh what's that over there? Oh, it looks like a, a side quest. Oh, I love side quests. They always get me off on some goose chase. I love them too. They're so much fun and not productive whatsoever. That sounds fantastic. Let's go check it out. So, as I said, side quest time. I was inspired, so I thought I'd go to Twitter and say, what makes you play Retail Warcraft instead of WoW Classic, or WoW Classic instead of Retail Warcraft? So, thank you everybody who took the time and replied. I was so so excited because my little Twitter account over there has like 37 followers and I'm thankful for every single one of them and I was definitely shocked at the amount of feedback I got <laughs> so I'm so excited about that so first off we have Leela at Leela Ors Leela Zors on Twitter and she said my collections I love collecting things in retail wow and that is something where classic simply does not have those same systems I also enjoy gold making but the GDKP and related culture and classic leaves me completely disinterested in trying to make gold in classic and at soul so breezy said for me it's less that I play one instead of the other I played through the OG expansions and they were great. There's nothing for me to recapture or replace. So I look forward to the unknown. And Nebus at Neb said, I've tried to get into Wrath of Lich King pre-patch, just working on finding a class and having fun in the Dark Moon Fair. So they said, that's, that's what they do right now. And Scrubs versus the World said, I know my partner Projali switched back to Classic because the Mythic rating grind was just too much this expansion. I do both because I just love WoW. <laughs> and then Zeraki Zira uh, tweeted, I play both, but I play retail the most. All of my friends are there. Everything I've earned is there, including a lot of sentimental items and achievements. I still wear the title I do to this day in remembrance of my old guildmaster. 
Nick Z at Wookie BH said, I'm interested in the story and there's no and there's no new story in classic. And that is a good point. Um, that's why it's so funny when you tell everybody that you're looking forward to playing Wrath Classic. They're like, look at you, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? That has already happened. Uh, then we have Huli Plays said, Quality of life is big, but I find the classic community to be uh, trying at times. Retail has its community issues, but classics sometimes go off the deep end on stuff. They really shouldn't even be touching. And then at Chelsea Bangdan97 said, There's just no end game. You spend all that time leveling to press two buttons in the raid. I hate just stand there and hit that. It's not fun for me. I love the idea of classic and I'm currently leveling a DK and want to try PVP because it's so different from PVE, but I'm not sure. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, oh, I'm playing classic because I really want to try the PVP out more. I want to get that back. But the one server that I wanted to play on is like a hot mess right now. So I guess that dream will have to wait. And um, we have at Nicaro Gaming said retail because I already played what classic has to offer. And Drownlord said, yep, no reason to play these add-ons again. And then Zan Mage said, until Classic catches up to at least Missa Pandaria, retail will have significantly more interesting raids to play that take more than a few hours to progress through. And Charlie Plays Wow at Chiswick said, the number of quality of life improvements that have been made to shape retail are generally all for the better, and losing those things isn't really a appealing. Plus, I'd be starting over from scratch, leaving behind all the progress made with over the 360 days of playtime. And then WNK underscore life said, personally, I am just too lazy and time constrained to start up a whole new classic experience. Despite being a Legion baby, it does sound fun though. I also feel like classic is already figured out, so you can't really deviate from that without getting blasted like on live. And Matson115 said, What I like better in Classic, particularly Wrath, than Retail is class design and gear being more substantial. And Pixel at Yajun Yuda said, I play Classic for the RPG experience while questing and leveling, and I play Retail for the action RPG feel. And I would have to say, I actually have one foot firmly in retail and one foot in classic, and I enjoy them both for different reasons. I log in and I like to have those beautiful graphics and the quality of life stuff when I'm just not feeling like being bothered by making sure I have arrows in my quiver, making sure my pet is happy, all the stuff that I have to do in classic. But the survival game player in me that loves playing Ark Survival Evolved and other sandbox survival games, I love getting down and dirty and having to literally survive, have to work to survive, you know? So that, I think that is why maybe some players can appreciate WoW is it depends on like what other games they play. Like I remember the first time I had um, my friend J-Girl start playing um, Ark Survival Evolved like five, six years ago and the first time they her and her husband realized that, you know, when your bags were full, you ran slow and you had to literally punch trees to get wood. 
<laughs> they're like, um, she kept up with it. And I believe her husband was like, yeah, I'm out <laughs> because, you know, it was, it's night and day, you know, there's no consequences. We carry large amounts of nasty, smelly animal parts in our bags and Warcraft all the time, but you are very limited in how much you can carry in Ark Survival <laughs> So the Ark player in me can appreciate WoW Classic for sure. But I do like to sometimes not get in the trenches and the mud and live the glorious quality of life uh, that Retail Warcraft has to offer. And then that part of me also loves Final Fantasy XIV. So <laughs> I love to get in the mud, but I also like to be pretty. <laughs> so it's the story of my life. And for the second side quest, this was inspired by the Frostbrood Proto Worm Mount. Did you did you wonder if I was fired up about that? I was very passionate about the the the, the lack of sense that it made <laughs> to go to classic to unlock a mount that you can only play for in retail. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go to Twitter. I'm gonna make a poll, and I'm gonna see if I am valid in my irritation with this. <laughs> And I was 77.8% totally feel feel the way I do. In my poll, I asked, when you unlock the Frostbrood Proto Worm Mount for free by playing through the DK starting zone in WoW Classic Wrath, should you be able to use the mount in Classic and Retail instead of just Retail? And 77.8% agreed with me. And there's 22% that said no. And I don't know why they would say no. Why would you say no? You must, you must like to go to Burger King and get your food served to you at McDonald's. So it just made zero sense to me. I'm sure they have some sort of like mastermind evil wizard behind the curtain plan, you know, let's try to even out the servers or hey, I think a lot of people were like, you know why they did this? It's because they can get people to go, hmm, if I can, if I buy a level 70 boost, I can totally pull, I can totally get this mount and also all these other mounts, you know, I don't know. I'm sure they have a mad scientist reasoning for why they're doing this so backwards. But from, from the player standpoint, I was like, are you kidding me? You're just screwing with me because you know, it's a free mount and you know, my butt is going to go do it. Cause I did. Okay. I did. I'm not going to lie. I got my free pretty mount, but I didn't like it. I didn't like how I, what it was. I didn't like it, but I got it. I do love the mount. I didn't like the manipulation, I guess. All right. This is for my adventures in Azeroth. So my adventures in Azeroth have been predominantly in classic this past week, I'm sure you could imagine. And my Warcraft Retail main guild is in hibernation at the moment. We are at the stage where we each log in at random times and post the salutations in the guild chat so that we can see it when we log in later, which is something that I really love that they have because even when, you know, people are not logging in as much, when you log in, you don't see anybody and you get bummed and then you go to the little guild log and you see when the last person logged in to kind of give you a stat on like how dead your guild 
Zone really is because that people haven't logged in in like a month or two and you're the only one you're like this is dying I should leave but I don't want to and then you feel like you're like trapped in a dead guild because you don't want to leave the guild because you like had fun with the people in the guild but now the people don't log in and now you're like what do I do and then I just log out and I go to classic <laughs> where there are people playing right now so that's where I'm at but um I have play in the Lions Pride Tavern Guild on Pagel and uh you may have heard Mr. Bricko he's over there with a great group of people and Mac and Mac's wife and very great group of people if you want to play on Pagel on Alliance anyone can give you an invite over there but um I haven't had any cues getting into Pagel I don't know what the future of that's going to be so I will be making another tune somewhere else just as a backup tune on the stinkiest server the lowest pop server the most unbalanced janky server I'm gonna go there okay that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So um, then in Classic, I've been trying to level my, my Night Elf Hunter Horena on Pagel, like I said, to 70. That was my goal. I wanted to get to 70 on Pagel by the release on 926. I still got some time, but I only made it to 65, which isn't bad. I was level 63, I believe. So I got to 65 and a half. I'm creeping up there so far, but I blame the fact that I'm not closer to 70 because, because I spent a large chunk of my life trying to land in a bird nest in the grand, doing bring me the egg quest in the grand after what felt like a decade. And I decided to Google the quest and see what I was doing wrong because you had to walk up to this little contraption that this goblin says just jump on this thing and shoot your body and land in the nest so i kept doing it and you know what kept happening it kept shooting me way up into the air and i would land over on the ground and then have to do it again and do it again and do it again and do it and i did it like 20 times i was so impressed with myself i did not nerd rage i did not throw my laptop i did not punch any computer screens <laughs> i did not kick any kittens i stuck to it and then i said this is nuts i'm I'm gonna google this crap so i did and i found out i found out my answer and guess how old this post was 14 years old there's some of you who are listening to this podcast that are not older than this post this post exceeds you i know because i get statistics on my podcasts and i get to see how the old the, the age of people and i have a few listeners this old this post is older than you okay <laughs> i was blown away all right this is not <laughs> there was on gamespot.com there was a post 14 years ago with people lamenting over the same thing are you kidding me what the hell so i so listen here's this post it was posted by Anadina, the the angel Anadina, on GameSpot.com from 14 years ago. I play a blood elf rogue on a PvP server, and I had an interesting experience doing this quest. I think a lot of people probably remember this quest. It involves gathering some stuff for a goblin to help him repair his Jumptron machine, and then using it to get down a bird's egg out of a tree for him. The Jumptron machine is a trampoline that launches you into the air and gives you a slow fall buff, but you need to disable mid-jump in order to land on the bird's nest. <sighs> 
what Tahril? How 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 would you know this? I don't know. But let's go on. When you pluck the egg from the mother, the mother comes down and you kill her and you give the goblin one of her feathers. The quest is still pretty tricky, even if you know what to do. Finding the right spot to stand, also when to remove the slow fall effect from yourself, takes some trial and error and some practice. I figured it out and then I got a friend to do it with me. When I got there, there was a night elf rogue trying to quest as well and he didn't get it and he kept leaving the buff on and getting launched in all sorts of directions and I didn't think much of it. He was a level higher than me and better geared but since he was questing I didn't think he'd try to gank me especially since my warrior buddy showed up right after me. <laughs> so yay bless Adanina from 14 years ago me and my stinking butt trying to catch this trying to land in a nest, had to go necro up an old post from GameSpot.com to figure out how in the heck to do the quest. And that is nonsense, okay? Let me tell you. I... This is one of the things that have always annoyed me about Warcraft, stuff like that. Like, would it have killed them to put in the quest text, like, some sort of a hint that you debuff yourself? No, I just kept launching my stinking butt up in there. And you know what the thing is? Is I finally got the egg, right? And the bird came down and it got murdered by the freaking bird because then it's a group quest and I didn't have anybody with me. I was doing it by myself. So if you're on Pagel and you need to do this bird quest, let me know. I, let's do it together because the, I can't kill it by myself. <laughs> so. And nobody was on in my guild. I am such a night owl. Like, I will be playing Warcraft until, like, 3 in the morning. Like, right now, it's going on 3 in the morning. So, yep, I'm still here. So, I have had fun running from the plague-infected gamers and the zombies in Warcraft Classic right now. The fact that they infect the MPs, too, is absolutely hilarious. I know it's driving many nuts when they go and they try to use the auction house or the and get trained up and their trainers have been murdered. But I honestly can't help. I can't help but love the thrill of the zombie infestation. The good and the bad. I was taking down this zombie with another player and it was like totally like an epic cinematic of like an apocalyptic movie in my head. There was me and then the and there was me and then a zombie in between us and then the other side of the zombie there was another hunter and we were both dpsing this level 70 zombie in iron forge and then all of a sudden the the zombie turned and looked at them and charged them okay and I didn't have my pet out because I was afraid that if I had my pet out my pet would get infected by attacking the zombie and then when my pet would run back to come back to me that it would infect me. I don't know if this is true. I haven't tried it for science yet. I should probably do that and let you know, but I have not done it yet. So I kept my spider in my pocket while I was DPSing this zombie. The zombie turns on the other player and kills them. No, it doesn't kill them. It infects them, and then the player kills the zombie. They got the last hit on the zombie. And then all of a sudden, it hit me. Oh my gosh, the other player now is now infected. And they're, they have this green haze around them. And it's like it hit them. 
now I'm infected. I should probably go infect other people. And guess what? I was the only one there. <laughs> I was like, hell no. And I popped out my mouth and I beelined it down the other side of Iron Forge. And that player was on me. They were like, I'm going to get you. And it was just like a creepy apocalyptic movie. Like if you're with someone and you're trying to kill some the zombie and all of a sudden the zombie bites your, your little war buddy and then your war body t- turns into a zombie and looks at you like it's on. I that's how it felt. It's like I could see the wheels turning in their head. I was like, I'm out of here. Uh-uh. <laughs> I like you, but not that much. Not going to happen. So that was so funny. And I've had an absolute blast. It, the biggest zombie infestation, infestation. I apparently can't talk at three in the morning. This is my first zombie plague experience. I'm a wrath baby, but I came in after like mid to end. And this was so much fun. I was in Shatrath and I was in the center of Shatrath and holy crap, I feel like there was a wave of 50 zombies came and all the healers are zapping. So if you do get infected, I believe there are healers. Argent Dawn healers, I think that's the ones that were in Shatrath. So go near them and they'll try to heal and debuff you, like take that um, sickness off from you. And then I think somebody was talking about in trade chat and Stormwind that there were healers by the bank. So that's all I know. It's just gossip from trade chat. But I did see the Argent healers in Chatrath and they were zapping zapping uh, the place. And the whole, oh my gosh, okay, I forgot. I actually did get infected in Stormwind one night and it turned me into a freaking zombie and I got to run around and kill whatever I wanted. And then I exploded. And then... And then, and then I got flagged for PvP. Then you run around because you're flagged because apparently I think I killed another player while I was a zombie and I didn't know what I was doing. I was crazy out of my mind. And when I came to, I was flagged for PvP. So there's that. So there's that. But it has been fun and chaotic. I might be a chaotic, good kind of person. I don't know because I'm having a lot of fun and there's also a lot of chaos. And a lot of other people in trade chat are like losing their minds because all these things that they want are getting killed. But I just think it's hilarious. So bring your popcorn and kill your zombies. It's good times. It is trade chat time, the place for extras, the place for spotlights, the place for in-game events. So, in Warcraft Retail, we have Packed House Warfare. We put more PvP in your PvP. In Packed House, there's nowhere to hide as you face two, not three, not five, but 15 adversaries in the 15 versus 15 arena battle. And this will be running since September 17th to September 13th. You have another day. And that's why I also wanted to let you know what the next event for PvP would be. And that is Deep Six is a resource race. Deep Six pits teams of six players against each other in a three iconic battlegrounds, Warsong Gulch, Silver Shard Mines, and Temple of Katmogu. 
Each battleground offers a little variation on the traditional format, such as flags that are a bit closer in Warsong Gulch, less carts to keep track of in Silver Shard Mines, and only two orbs within the Temple of Katman Mogu. And this will start up on September 15th and run till September 21st. And if you do not like PvP and you're more on the PvE spectrum, Castle Nathria is arriving, and that will be starting on September 13th and will be running till September 20th. And this, during that week, the bosses in Castle Nathria are empowered with increased difficulty and a special affix. Loot drops are upgraded to a higher item level. And right now, the Harvest Festival is going on, but will be wrapping up shortly. And I shared a picture of Harena on my Twitter because I was like, you know, it's probably not a good idea to be having a Harvest Festival while also being overran by a plague of zombies, all right? While you're out chilling at a long dinner table, eating some good food, you're going to get jacked up by a zombie. So we're, cla- we're catching the plague while we're remembering the fallen. It just didn't seem intuitive, okay? I feel like it's not good. It's not good manners. Not good at all. The yearly harvest festival is going to be wrapping up in Azeroth. This is a solemn time when Alliance honors Uther the Lightbringer by lighting a candle at his tomb in the Western Plaguelands while members of the Horde show their respect to Gromish Hellscream by leaving a bottle of spirits at the base of Hellscream Memorial in Demon Fall Canyon in Ashenville and also while you get your heads ripped off and turned into zombies because why not? And this will be ending on September 13th and it takes place outside of Ironforge and outside of Orgrimmar. And also, let's talk about Pirates Day because that's our next holiday. It will be starting on the 19th of September and it only lasts for a day. That's why it's called Pirates Day and not Pirates Week. And Pirates Day is the World of Warcraft Pirates Day that corresponds with the real world holiday of International Talk Like a Pirate Day. It's the one day of the year to let your inner pirate out with a good yar. While you can get one hour disguise from pirates throughout the faction cities, the main festivities take place in Booty Bay. Here, players will find pirates celebrating on top of the Booty Bank. Booty Bay Bank, including the tribute NPCs Captain Slappy and Old Chum Bucket, which pay homage to the real founders of Talk Like a Pirate Day. There's even fireworks, music, and cannons. Once you've arrived, speak to the dread Captain Demeza and share a festive drink. She will grant you the dread Corsair buff and give you a sweet pirate costume of whatever race your character is, which lasts 12 hours. This buff will stay on while while mounted in combat and even persists through death. And it even works on all druid forms except flight form. And also, if you really love the pirate look, cloth wearers can transmog to the buccaneer's regalia and top it off with an admiral's hat or a blood sail admiral's hat. Or if you're a fan of the shipyard, the fleet commander's hat with the charting a course and captain's hat from petty officer are cosmetic helms anyone can use for a pirate appearance. Obtaining the buff will also earn you one achievement, the captain's booty, since it 
can only be obtained in this 24-hour window, it's one of the rarer achievements in game, even if it doesn't help you with any holiday metas. If you really want to show your pirate pride, consider doing Avast Ye Admiral throughout the year to get Bloodsail Admiral's hat. And then players can also purchase a big bag of booty for 300 from 300 gold, I imagine, from Dread Captain Demaza, which allows you to throw piles of gold onto the ground that other players can scramble to loot. And then, if that's not your thing, don't worry, like I said, it's only going on for a day. And then, da 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 da, Brewfest starts. And that runs from September 20th at 10 a.m. and ends on September, oh, October 6th. So it goes from September 20th to October 6th at 10 a.m. Celebrated by both the Horde and the Alliance, the Brewfest is a time to enjoy the fermented fruits of the harvest, pretzels, cheese, and booze. The competing breweries, Thunder Brew, Barley Brew, and the Ogres all come together outside of the major cities in a bid to outdo each other with the specific ales, meads, and beers. Brave adventurers are invited to sit back, take a pull, and sample the finest wares these brewers have to offer. During Brewfest, players can acquire the title Brewmaster, collect fun mounts like Swift Brewfest Ram, and toys for the toy box. Act daily activities including killing Corin Dire Brew for loot and mounts as well as completing the Ram Racing for Brewfest prize tokens. There is also special experience buff, Brewfest enthusiast, High Tinker, Mega Torque, and the Sour Fang will give speeches by their camps at 6.15 a.m. and p.m. pacific time and then buff everybody nearby with this two-hour buff which persists through death brewfest is based on oktoberfest which runs from september 20th through october 6th and we're gonna wrap this episode up by spotlighting the wow parody that is an oldie but a goodie because it reminds me of the rogue that made the rp pvp server venture company I was on when I first started playing World of Warcraft in the end, mid to end of Wrath. A terrifying and exciting experience all at the same time. Strangle, Thorn, Veil, and Rogues will always have a special place in my Warcraft heart and also make me tinkle a little bit. The ganking was top notch. So without further ado, here is the WoW parody, Don't Trust a Rogue. Underneath, she's got the breath of her last fish feast on her teeth. She's got pride, and she's got greed. She spends all her free time hanging out in PGs. Poison, instant or deadly. While you're still busy casting, she's already won to Torrin boyfriend. Cause you know she likes beef. Look out, she wants to group a hit. Bet you'll need a res again. She wants to stab you, whoa. She wants to stab you, whoa. She never hit you, whoa. Whoa, oh, oh. Don't trust a rogue. Never trust a rogue. Don't trust a rogue. Don't trust me. She wants to stab you, whoa. She wants to stab you, whoa. Says, 
she used to a lot Now she doesn't need the loot Cause Widow's Fury just dropped And that lockbox That you want her to pick Don't even go there if you're not gonna tip Vanish No one knows where she's at Before you turn around you'll feel her knife in your back And the best is She's got tricks up the trade Fan of knives, adrenaline rushes She's got you made For no tips, I said, Shush, girl, shut your lips. Open up my lockbox and don't ask for no tips. I said, Shush, girl, shut your lips. Open up my lockbox and don't ask for no tips. Alright, that was, in case you already forgot, Don't Trust a Rogue. The WoW music video is a World of Warcraft parody of the song Don't Trust Me by 303. And the music video is by Candida and Theandrin. And the vocals are by Theandrin. And the link to the video is in my show notes. And also, before I go, I got one more tweet addition to the first side quest reply by Dark Whisperings on Twitter. And they said, uh, it was regarding if you want retail or classic wow or both and they said I feel like classic holds more appeal for those that didn't already experience it and that is great but I played since vanilla so my excitement comes from the new ways the game is evolving and changing and that experience comes from more playing retail though both are valid so thank you very much everyone who took the time and answered my side quest participated in my polls retweeted the show followed me on twitter all that jazz it's greatly appreciated Alright, that has been episode 11 of Casually Casual Cast. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the show. You can tweet the show 
on Twitter at Warcraft Casual. And you can email the show at casuallycasualcast at gmail.com. You can find past episodes and show notes by going to acasuallycasualcast.wordpress.com or make it simple yourself and find the show among all the other ones that I host at cozypodcastnetwork.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Horena. And if you want to help support the show, just leave a review wherever you can. It's greatly appreciated. And don't forget, you can leave voice messages and just head to Cozy Podcast Network and find the Casually Casual Cast tab. Go right there. There's a voice message option. Advertise your groups, your guild, your team, your event you're hosting, your stream you have, your podcast you host, your blog you write, all that jazz. I'm all for getting the word out and helping each other bring in more people and eyes on our creations. It's a community-driven situation. So, you guys have a great day. Happy adventures to you. Go get bitten by a zombie. You won't ever feel... <laughs> you'll never feel it again <laughs> because you'll explode in the middle of the town or wherever you are. <laughs> Just go do it. Just go do it. And also, if you're going to do that dark, that Death Knight um, quest, wear earplugs so you don't have to hear or just turn your sound down and don't read the speech bubbles because just having to listen to the people scream for their lives so that you can get this free, this free mount that you can't even ride in the game that you're killing them in. You can only ride them in the other version of the game. <laughs> don't get me started. All right. I'm out of here. Bye. So I'm back again. It is now fully September 12th, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. When I woke up this morning after, you know, going to bed this morning, (laughs) I woke up to the fact that people were just realizing that magically the zombie event abruptly ended in early on North American servers. I don't know if if it ended early on European servers, but SAR the TV had actually tagged Brian Berman on Twitter this morning and asked, and Brian Berman is the WoW Classic lead, and then Sar TV is a World of Warcraft YouTube Twitch partner. So they wanted to know if that was meant to happen, because we were told and alluded to in that Blizzard post saying, oh, okay, haha, it started a week early. That just means you get an extra week of it. So we're all thinking, okay, we're doubling down. We're getting an extra week of this. And then people woke up and they started to log in. They're like, whoa, it's gone. It's real. It's gone now. So then interestingly enough, we get a, we had a reply by Josh Greenfield on Twitter, who's the, he is the game producer for World of Warcraft Classic at Blizzard Entertainment. And from their personal, quote, personal account, they had replied in, you know, a funny reply going, yeah, due to the advancements in Azeroth medicine, the plague event ended early. Well, then, you know, just haphazardly, like this was a legitimate event that everybody looked forward to. And then all of a sudden, the event is gone. 
And then all of a sudden, nobody knows why it's gone. Nobody really understood why it started a week early. And now it's just gone. And then the only person from Blizzard who was acknowledging that it was gone was just a cheeky tweet, a quote cheeky tweet, replying to a YouTuber wondering, where did it go? You know, no official statements. There just honestly seems to be a lot of confusion, a lack of communication, a lack of communication in-house on the WoW Classic team regarding also to the community managers and then also the community. Like somewhere there's this really creepy zombie plague fog that has spread out into the real world and has really just cut down the lines of communication and I don't know, chronological order of things that had already happened. This is so strange. For something that happened already, you would think that this should be pretty standard, right? But not so much. So then Josh Greenfield at Grand Wow, who was the author of the original long blue post I read earlier in this episode, saying, sorry, tough luck. This is the way the servers are going to be. There's nothing we can do about it. That guy came back to Twitter two hours ago and said, sorry, I'm a huge Twitter noob and accidentally deleted my tweet reply to SAR the TV on the plague event. I offered a cheeky explanation amounting to, due to advancements in Azeroth medicine, the plague event ended early. That's not actually accurate and no content related to the plague event was actually skipped. The Putris questline and other quest content happened slightly later. There's a lot of confusion about this event, and we're working on something to lay out what's to come, what's gone, and what's next for everyone. Apologies for the angst and confusion on this. That's on us. It's a really complicated web of events that doesn't make a lot of sense. We'll get it untangled and let you know what's up as soon as possible. Now, the feelings about this disappearing is just as divided as the feelings about this occurring in the first place. (laughs) Once again, entirely divided. We have a group of us players who expect things to go down the way they went down in the past. And then we have a group of players that expect to play Wrath Classic without the events of Wrath Classic. So, take what you will from that. (laughs) But the conversation right now seems to be up in the air even for the very people who are running the show, like the game producers at World of Warcraft, is nothing coming out from the WoW Classic devs, those people that should probably have more information about the game that they're a part of. And WoWhead seems to have most of the information of what should be happening because people in the comments keep going, hey, this is actually what's supposed to happen. This stuff has already happened in the past, which is so confusing to me why Josh Greenfield, the quote, producer, game producer at World of Warcraft Classic, continues to, to reply to people on the Twitters saying, in reply, uh, Rockman at RockmanGG said, sorry if the article brought a bunch of hate your way. And Rockman is a content manager for Wowhead. So they're like apologizing for like shining a light on this. But then Josh Greenfield replies, which is the WoW Classic producer, 
It's understandable, to be honest. There's a lot of weirdness with this with the event. We hope to bundle up the specifics of what actually is happening and post it soon. I made a comment about this after accidentally deleting my original tweet. Quote, it really was an accident. He's well aware that we're side-eyeing him. <laughs> so, you know, what it is what it is, I guess. You know, we'll never really know what is going on because it sounds like they're honestly confused themselves at what's going on and somehow Wowhead actually has most of the answers and not the people actually producing the game right now. So once again, I think the zombie plague has infected the Blizzard headquarters. <laughs> I think they got in through the ventilation system and just filled the joint with their green fog and everybody is just a little out of sorts. So hopefully as this you know, progresses, we'll get more answers. I just wanted to catch you up after I was so gung-ho and explaining my adventures and then waking up to find out that after I just released my episode, a couple hours later, the whole thing is just disappeared and nobody really knows why. Even the people that work there don't appear to know why. So, <laughs> nonetheless, this is all quite entertaining. <laughs> entertaining if you go in and this is my mantra lower your expectations to increase your happiness and that's what I'm doing right now so I'm just you know keep your popcorn you can't hop in game right now but apparently this zombie plague infestation is not done with us they've infected blizzard headquarters they've infected twitter they've infected the minds of all the azerothians and i guess we'll find out in episode 12 what actually happened i just wanted to add this at the end of this episode so you also know what's going down in case you go to log in and then all of a sudden well that's if you can't even log in but if you can log in you're like where where'd the zombies go where'd all the excitement go but if you're on the other side of the token you're like yeah i'm so happy the Wrath of the Lich King Classic isn't really like Wrath of the Lich King Classic. And I can go to the auction house without any drama. Because <laughs> there's those people too. So, you play your way, right? So, alright, happy adventures. Just wanted to add this on, catch you up. And we'll see what's going down in episode 12. Because right now, nobody knows. Bye! May our paths cross again. I'll always treasure our time together. Goodbye! Peace, or not. In my native tongue, my name means dances with tassels. <laughs> 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 <laughs>